What is up, Av Youth? How are you guys doing today? Welcome back to another episode of Av Youth The Rewind. I'm back again with David Clute. What is up, guys? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been weird not having the rewind uh, the past couple weeks, but you know what? We're back and better than ever. Mm, come on. Oh yeah. Come on. Yeah, uh, it's been a couple weeks and it's been kind of a uh, kind of different. Obviously, we've had a well one week. We didn't we didn't have the rewind because Charlie needed the equipment. Right. And then the other week, Charlie also needed the equipment. It's been uh, Charlie's fault, so and, we're just gonna blame Charlie. And I mean, the week we did have the equipment, it was a disaster. <laughs> oh yeah. So like, okay. So the last episode we had recorded, if I'm not mistaken, it was with me, you, and Natalie, right? Correct. And literally everything possibly that could have gone wrong. Went everything wrong. that went wrong. <laughs> and at the very beginning, I said. Hopefully, nothing goes wrong this time, and everything went wrong. The only thing that went right was, what, my video on my phone? Yeah, on your broken phone. On my broken phone. So Sorry, guys. I had a burp. Just so you guys saw that earlier, we are sponsored by Dr. Pepper. So, What is the – what is it? Always – no, that's not it. I don't know when the last time I saw a Dr. Pepper commercial was. I feel like the last time I saw one was like the Super Bowl, or when Cherry Dr Pepper was big. Mm. You know what's funny? Mm. You're right. I never see Dr Pepper because it's always Coke. Yeah, the polar bears. Yeah, and, and all Pepsi. Yeah. yeah, even Pepsi. But I never see a Dr Pepper. I think it speaks for itself. I think it does too. But when Cherry Dr Pepper was a thing, those commercials popped off. I don't remember. Fire. I'll be honest. I don't remember. Tasty. Anyway, so today, guys, we do have a few questions for you, um, but the first one is going to be super, super simple, as long as, long as I can get my phone open. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, super simple. What was your first experience like in worship? And I think this question can be either funny, cool, weird, enjoyable, whatever it may be. But David, I know a little bit of it, but let me hear it. And I want you to let loose, man. I don't want you to hold anything back. Okay. All right. Um, well, I've actually had a couple different experiences first worshiping if that makes sense because i grew up in christian school so worship wasn't actually super weird to me i i just you know what we had chapel once a week for whatever your little kid grade early grade school was um and it was you know the the hand gestures for every single song every song was super simple low tempo right um those young VBS vibes. Our God is an awesome God. You know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Strong. worship just came. Exactly. Ooh, my gosh. Um, so worship just kind of came naturally to me, and I didn't really think too much of it. So, like, because my first time was so young. Um, but coming back to church um, after walking away from my faith for a little while it was weird because i'd never seen worship quite like well the way we do it here um obviously pre-covid everybody's in the pretty much in a mosh pit jumping up and down singing at the top of their lungs and and i think it was oh don't you gotta be kidding me the song where we all do the drum in the middle this is living now. Is it? Yeah. 
This is living. Okay, okay, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, so it is It is. This is Living, and it was This is Living. So everybody's doing that. And I walk in my first time like, what the heck is this? Um, And I'm that weird kid at the back that's just like judging, making fun of everybody that's going on. Thinking, you made fun of people? Absolutely. Let me Let me hear something. Oh, I don't know. Well, think of Charlie. <laughs> He's already a beacon. <laughs> you see him above everybody else. <laughs> Who the and, frick is that guy? And this, this big, huge dude's jumping up and down, and he's sweating like crazy. <laughs> and I'm thinking, bro, what is going on? Like, like is this their workout? Is this the way, like, they – like, because I don't know. I've been an athlete all my life, so, like, football and stuff like that. But this is the way that they get their get – their, blood pumping you know is this the way you get your sad kicks <laughs> is that how it goes in spongebob i think so i think so i don't really know but yeah it was weird looking at all these people jumping around not really caring about what everybody else was thinking and in that way i kind of admired them because i've always been somebody who naturally is super self-conscious about what people think about me mm-hmm. and and super afraid to step out because I don't know people will see me differently or whatever. So um so I thought it was super weird. I thought it was super crazy. Um but in a weird way I kind of admired it and you know if you know me at all, I love it and I love every second of it and I miss being able to do specifically hype songs because of COVID, but you know what? It'll come back you know what when we if we ever get a camp again we'll get that core group that's like you know what we're going to take it back from youth convention take it back from youth camp yep we don't <clears throat> care what anybody else thinks and yep. you know what you guys are the weirdos for not jumping so yep. there it is yeah it's true i think uh the first time i came to worship um well i never had any i never saw any hype songs um when i first saw worship so that's the that was the difference between my first experience at church and then also my first experience here because we do like to do some pretty hype songs jump around get wild get buck um but buck when, wild buck wild um but what was crazy is that when i first experienced worship it was all serious it was a dark room um uh there was flags i'm just kidding there wasn't flags <laughs> um was a guy some, what's what's funny if you guys don't know some people actually do swing around some flags during worship yeah no um, i mean in the the whole like I don't know. I, my parents always tell me stories about um, certain churches with the touch of the head, like the Benny Hinn kind of thing. Oh well, Benny Hinn's just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean the other people. There, there the are other some. People have, there are some churches that will like have people like go around the go around the room and just like come here, come here. <laughs> what? Like during in the middle of a song, just oh, okay, get closer, bro. Like that, just like that, and that's what they're gonna I just, do. I just hear because <laughs> of that headphones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> when I went to youth camp, mm-hmm. th- I was bawling my eyes out because that's just how it goes. Someone Saturday night. Oh yeah, and he he practically put me in a headlock, dude. And he was, <laughs> and he was he was like, I don't <laughs> think he realized how how heavy. He was resting his arm on my head and my neck. Big guy. I was what? like, yeah, oh yeah, no, big time. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you praying for me, but <laughs> but just like <laughs> I told everybody, funny. and funny story. That's when I gave my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> that kid straight to Christ that day. Um, no, but um, one thing I remember from 
the first church I ever went to was that worship was, I always really enjoyed the music. Um, but I remember sitting, um, and so that's something you will hardly ever see at Abbey Youth, people sitting. Most of the time, people will not be sitting, but this was a bit of a smaller group, and um, I only went to church because I liked this girl that was there, um, but she was sitting, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit. Um, but there's everyone else around me that's like worshiping, like eyes closed, hands raised, and I'm sitting there like, dang, what the frick is going on here? Like, what is this about? And so I'm reading the words, listening. And I'm like, dang, this is kind of tight. And then communion comes around. And I'm like, oh, dang. Mm. And, like, I remember had I had seen, um, I had seen, like, Passion of the Christ before, not understanding it. And my family, we weren't, we like, we didn't grow up Christian. We didn't, like, go to church. Um, but for whatever reason, we just watched, what we, me and my pops had watched Passion of the Christ. And so, obviously, I knew there was significance behind communion. I didn't know the significance, but I knew there was significance behind it. So I treated that moment very seriously, and after that, I saw worship as a serious thing. So as I'm sitting there, I'm like, dang, this is kind of cool, and I don't mind it. But I kept sitting, and then slowly and slowly, weeks weeks kept going by, weeks kept going by, and I was like, you know what? Like, you know what? I'm going to try this out because I was curious. And I remember the first song I ever, like, worshipped to was Reckless Love, and mm. I was like, dang, this song goes hard. And what's funny is that they brought it down. I want to say – I want to say it was like a, a down chorus that they that they had, and then they explained the ninety nine, like what the significance of of part of the song when it says like he leaves the ninety nine. I didn't, obviously I had no idea that was biblically accurate or what what connection that had, and the the youth pastor at the time went through that and I was like, dang that's pretty tight, and so like it it changed my whole mindset of what church was. Didn't didn't mean I was a I was a Christian. I was a I was a believer in Christ. But it didn't open up my perspective to a lot of things. So when I came here, um, I was very open to it, but still kind of just just sitting there. And that was just my first experience worshiping um, in general. But that was a that was a fun time. So yeah, I I think well, I don't think I've ever walked into a room where people are worshiping and thought, dang, this is like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, Dude, oh, even, I, even as a non-believer, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, this is like sweet because I mean, let alone it, it takes a lot for people to go up on stage or go up even in, like a couple months ago, I saw a huge group at the beach worshiping. I'm like, that's so cool. Mm. Um, but none, nonetheless, somebody who's playing a guitar singing, in in front of a huge group of people is super talented and Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta give them that and seeing everybody else um come together it's just something as a human you think is super cool so yeah i think uh well i think it's also a natural instinct too i think that's probably partially um the way god made us as well um because even obviously even like all of heaven like all of creation like glorifies him so it's like when we all come together and worship I think it is something to look at and admire and not necessarily um, hate. There is there is some people that hate it. They're like they just cannot stand it. Yeah. But um, I think that more often than not people are gonna be more open to it and like be like, What is this? or at least appreciate what people are doing, um, and not necessarily participate in it. Um, for me though, I think it's funny because when I first when I very like I said, when I first started going I would sit down during worship and I was like, I don't know what's going on and I really could care less. Um <clears throat> But it was that time for me to really just analyze. And I think that 
that's what worship starts off as for people. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just a moment of analyzation. Like, what the heck is everybody doing? Like, what is this? Because it's not natural. You do not see this every single day. But that's the cool part is that it becomes something that you can do every single day. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you first get introduced to it and you're just like, what the heck? Like, why on earth would anybody be having their eyes closed and arms raised during a song? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even o- I don't even raise my hands for... I don't know. I want to say like maybe Kanye. Like I wouldn't even raise my hands for Kanye. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe Travis Scott, but I'm like, I'm not keeping my hands raised there. I'm going like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different. And so I think that it's just the whole dynamic of worship is so interesting. And so it gives people that moment of analyzation to understand it. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it definitely grows on you, I think. And, um, especially for a lot of people just, you know, you feel the more people you start to see worship, the more you get a better grasp of exactly what it is, and you start to realize, you know what? At the end of the day, it's just music, and worship is that next step of acting upon it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, as an outsider, I think, you know, it's not too weird to yeah. see it. Um, maybe at first, but at the, at a, at a, like, n- another take, you just realize, you know what? It's just another style of music. Yeah. The uh, the next question I have is that I noticed Charlie said in the message last night or at the time of us recording this last night, when you're watching this on Wednesday night or you're watching it on Friday, <laughs> he said it on Wednesday. Um, he said, when do you find it hardest to worship? And I feel like there's many answers to this question. There's not just one. So I want to hear your answer and then I can answer it afterwards. I, my, I was, so he just kind of a debrief. He said that there's two different groups of people yeah there's people who worship when times are good and worship when times are bad i struggle when times are good Mm. um when times are bad i i cling to the people around me and um normally it's the people of the church and just being around people of the church they always push you towards a biblical background or yeah. a biblical foundation and in that foundation is worship so i always in tough times always fall back at some point to worship but when times are good um there's just some way that my my mind is wired to where i just think you know what i for some reason got to this good place because of what i've done mm-hmm. and i just keep running with that And then eventually I just tune God out until times start getting tough again. Mm -hmm. And then I start falling back on the people around me and falling back on God and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I am that type of person that when times are good, I struggle to give God thanks and I struggle to give acknowledgement to God and give recognition to God and be like, you know what? The reason why I'm in this good place is because of God in the first place. And so I still need to worship him. I still need to not use this as an excuse to be like, or the whole like I'm self-made thing. You know, it's like I didn't get here because of myself. Mm -hmm. I came here because of God. So, but yeah, naturally when times are good for me. Yeah. I think for me, um, I think I struggle to worship when times are good as well, but I think it's it's hard for me to say exactly because when times are bad, my, my instant response is I want to worship. Like I enjoy worship. But then when times are good, it's like 
oh, like, I'm worshiping, but I feel like there's not much there. But it's also based on feelings, too. That's when it's just based on feelings, and I don't let the feelings dictate my action. You know what I mean? Like, I could feel like I don't want to worship just because, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? And I don't really ever feel like I don't want to worship. Like, I love listening to worship music, um, and I love worshiping. But I think there's many times where when times are good, I sit there and I'm like, this doesn't feel the same and it doesn't have to, you know what I mean? And I think that's what I probably get wrapped up in the most is that it doesn't feel like it does when times are bad. For yeah. Me. And I think that's where I can get caught up in my head that I don't like worship when times are good. Um, but I really do. I enjoy mm-hmm. worship and I can't go a day without it. Um, so, yeah. and I say that literally wholeheartedly, like there's not a day that goes by that I don't listen to worship music because it's just part of my life. Um, and it's, I even, I, thank God almost every day um, for that too. Cause it's like, dude, without worship music, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I listen to music all the time, every single day. And if I didn't have that, it'd be like, this is just weird. Yeah. Like, it was just so weird. Yeah. That was a good point that you made about how, you know, it's, it is about feeling and it's about the time in life that you um, are at to where you feel great towards worship or mm-hmm. you feel bad towards worship all my mem- my greatest memories of worship are in times of my life where I have been at my lowest. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just that worship gave me at that moment the release. It gave me the opportunity to give it all to God mm-hmm. and, and all this. And you know what? When you're feeling great, maybe you don't have all that weight on your shoulders to give to God in that moment. Yeah. But it still doesn't mean you can't you can't worship God for who he is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think, and I think I totally agree with you. It's like it's been moments where it's been like my lowest that I f- that I enjoy worship the most. It's like, man, that was so relieving. Like, um, God worked through, God ministered straight to me through that song. But also, I think that if we don't have that same mindset, no matter what it is, like every day, then it's like, no matter what, our heart is just naturally going to be like, eh, it's fine. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. Um, and so if we have the same attitude towards worship when things are good as if they were bad, just because we don't feel it does not mean that we're not worshiping. And I think that's what we got to get, get the foundation of is just, or just even remember is that the feeling in, in worship does not dictate our outward actions of worship. Right. Because just because something feels different, like for instance, I can have a shoe on and it feels great one day and the next day it just hurts, but it's still doing its job. It's still being my shoe. It's an awful example, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolutely awful, absolutely awful example. But I was thinking, I was like, where are you going with this? It's an well. It, think about it. It's still doing its job. Like that can, it's still hold, like DP, right? DP's in the can. DP's in the can. That can has DP. DP is in the can, bro. <laughs> you laughing at? It. Stop. So DP's in that can, no matter what. Now, if I pour that can of DP into a glass it's not going to taste any different it's the same substance the same substance is there it's just different in the feel of, of like whatever's carrying it it feels different mm-hmm. but it's still dp mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no longer it doesn't feel like metal anymore it doesn't feel like an aluminum can it feels like a glass <laughs> <laughs> you guys get me i know you do <laughs> 
This guy just can't say you know amen. What? This guy just can't say it. amen and move on. I get it. I get it. It was just he kept saying. DP. There's DP in this can. <laughs> there's DP. I'm like, I know there's I had DP to emphasize the fact that there's DP and not different soda in there. Okay. Because I can't just pour out D- DP out of nothing. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it just. Worship's in this can. Yeah, That's what? all jacked up, right? Jacked up. And then you pour it out into this cup. And it feels different, but it's like, dang, that's tight. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a key thing that you just keep missing to say that will just sum it up and make it more simple than, dang, that's tight. (laughs) Worship is worship. Yeah. No matter what you're feeling. Okay, finish it off for me then, buddy. (laughs) Worship is DP. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Worship is worship no matter what you're feeling. Yeah. And at its core, worship is just honoring God. Yeah, and it's never about us anyways. Exactly. So, yes, you might be feeling that huge release when you're feeling sad. Mm-hmm. But that's you're all doing that while you're honoring God. So you can still honor God when you're feeling great. And the DP example the DP. is, you know what? No matter where you put the DP, what you put the DP in, it's still DP. That's right. That's right. Shout out to DP. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us. Yes, please. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> anyway, so my next question is, has there been have, or have there been moments in your life where you didn't want to worship? And what did that look like? Because that's different than where do you find it hardest to worship? Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we went over the, the good and the bad, right? The good and the bad being it was like good times. It's hard. For, it's hard for us to worship and bad times. It's hard for us to worship. But has there been a moment in your life where you just didn't want to worship? Mm-hmm. Um, man, that smack was big. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually the hardest, the, the biggest time in my life where I didn't want to worship completely contradicts everything that I just said about when I normally tend to want, I I normally tend to not want to worship when I'm feeling good. But the, the biggest time in my life I can remember is when I was feeling bad. Mm. I was in my lowest, um, And it wasn't until I did worship to where I got myself out of that low point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I didn't get myself out of the low point. I God carried me out of that situation. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally remember. I, I just started going to the church, and uh, it's so ridiculous but <laughs> looking back at it. But I started coming to this church because of a girl. Um, it always starts with a girl. It always starts with a girl. Um, but then uh, – Long story short, we broke up. Mm. I got dumped. Mm. It wasn't my idea. Um, and we'd been dating for so long that I just forgot who I was. Mm. So I found my identity in who we were together as a couple, and I completely forgot um, who I was. And I, I, I had a very big identity problem. And it wasn't until I went to youth convention – um, what you can mention would that have been? No, sorry, summer camp. It would yeah, have been summer camp. It's summer camp. It was summer camp. Um, and it would have been like 2017, the same year as Long Beach. 2018. 2018. Um, but yeah, when I was just feeling awful, and I just didn't, I I went there because my friends were going, and I went there because I was just, I wanted to be around people. But not necessarily because I wanted to 
see God move through that weekend, move through that event. I remember this vividly. Um, yeah. And, you know, I remember the first couple, like, and I heard so much about summer camp being a competitive thing, and I can't help myself from but be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being, the first thing that we did was have a service. Yeah. I've always loved me- I've always loved messages. I always admire anybody who decides to pick up a mic and go up and speak in front of tons and tons of people. And I mean, one of the biggest stages I've ever seen somebody speak on on um, would have been that weekend. But great message, loved the message. But as soon as worship came around, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to stand up front. Yeah, I'll just chill back here by myself. I'm all good. You guys go ahead. I just wasn't feeling it, mm-hmm. and it was because I feel like it was because of that hurt, that void that I was feeling in my heart. I was listening to everything that was being said. I was listening to all the words that were being said, but I wasn't letting it affect my life. When all God wanted to do in that moment was to invade my heart, yeah, was to change my situation that I was in, um, and allow me to see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel that I was in, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until the last night. Or, sorry, Saturday night. So, yeah, it would have been the last night. Um, what, and they always try to, you know, make everybody cry Saturday night. It's just the truth. Um, but it wasn't until he starts to point out all the hardships that we could be going through. And I feel like he was, he was, the speaker was talking directly to me when he, he started saying you know what you might be blaming god for what you're going through you might be you might be in this hole you might have depression you might have suicidal thoughts and it, he slowly had everybody raise their hand and i got to look around the room and see i'm not alone in this i might be in my dark hole but you know what i i wanted to think and convince myself and the devil was telling me lies that i am by myself in this no one wants to help me and i look around and it's a room full of people going through something similar as me and at the end, he encourages, don't let it stop here. Whatever darkness you are feeling, give it to God in this moment. And we're going to sing the song and we're going to worship him. And the song was do it again. And I just remember in that moment, releasing it all and giving it all to him. No matter how much I didn't want to worship, worship is what brought me out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, that's, uh, that's super cool, too, because I remember, I remember that night as well. That was the first uh, summer camp that I had gone to that um, I really wanted to pursue ministry afterwards. And that was, a, that was a transforming summer camp for me because it made me pursue more of leadership um, and not just, uh, you know, just leaving, um, leaving the youth ministry after I had graduated. Um, so it was, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was a very interesting time uh, in my life, too. And I remember just even the, the breakout session we had in the uh, – behind the chapel mm. uh afterwards oh, yeah. too that was oh, a that yeah. was a definitely a great night um <laughs> dude we gotta stop hitting we gotta stop wearing hats <laughs> on the show bro <laughs> dink, dink. Oh um but yeah that was a that was a that was a fun time for sure i think for me one of my my hardest times or not my hardest times of worship um a moment where i just didn't want to worship i was going through some stuff with my family and it was a moment where it was I was in college actually. So I I had already been a Christian for, I want to say at this point, 
about a year. Yeah, it would have been would have been about a year. Yeah. yeah, actually, it was about a year. It was about a year. So I had ended up deciding to go to college in Orange County. And when I went to college in Orange County, I lived with my aunt. And as I was living there, uh, my aunt had told me one day, because I, I wanted to pursue a, mm-hmm. a ministry position, but I was always told, like, you know, you're only going to do it, like, part-time. Like, don't even don't even try to do full-time thing. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> so I, my, and I, my immediately instinct was like, all right. And I didn't understand what part-time youth ministry looked like. Uh, but now I understand more of it, obviously. But in the moment, I sat there and I was like, oh, well, in that case, I might as well just might as well just look for a, a good paying job if I really want to do ministry. Um, and so I wanted to be an engineer, went to school for it, couldn't pass trigonometry, realized very quickly that I could not do math. Um, and I just, there's no way it's just not going to happen. So, uh, in the midst of that, I told my aunt one day, I was like, Hey, you know, I think I wanted to like, be, become a pastor, a youth pastor. I really have a passion for kids, um, high school students and for them to learn things before, um, it's too late and before they go down this hole that they can't escape from. Um, and even then, um, I know that God is able to redeem people's lives and I want to see that in people's lives. And she was like, you want to do what? And I was like, I want to, I want to work at a church. And she's like, that's so weird. I was like, yeah, a little bit. Um, but long story short, she ended up telling me one day, like, oh, there's no way you're going to ever be a pastor. You don't know what the Bible says. Uh, and again, my, my family was never Christian growing up or anything. Um, they never even really picked up a Bible. So it was just like, I remember being so hurt hearing that. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. So I packed everything um, in Orange County, packed everything that I had, and I, and I left. Uh, I went back home uh, to my dad's house um, that same day after I packed up everything. And I kept my jobs that were out, out in Orange County. I drove out there, dropped out of school, and I decided to pursue ministry after that. And it was, it was so funny to think about um, going to church that Sunday and sitting there like, like I, I'm, I'm at the bottom. I'm at square zero, like or square one, but a square zero. It felt like it was like, felt like I went so far um, away that I went out there for like literally no reason, and I, I should have just stayed home the entire time. And and just there were so many things going through my mind. And it's like, man, if I even called to this, like, is this even worth it? Um, do I even continue to pursue ministry? Do I even bother with it? There's people in, that are I thought were going to be in my corner that aren't in my corner, uh, and I'm doing this alone. And I quickly realized I wasn't. Um, but that was a hard time for me to worship. And instead, I remember going up to the front and being very, very, very sad, but also being very, very relieved knowing that God, in the midst of my battle, in the midst of my storm, if this is what my calling was going to be, there was nothing that was going to change that. There was nothing that anyone could ever say to me that was ever going to like take me away from what God had planned for me in my life. So I said, you know what? As long as I put this above anything else, I'm going to be fine. And not to say that everything's always going to be good. Everything's always going to feel good. Everything's always going to feel great. But I know that as long as I'm fulfilling the purpose that God has laid out for my life, I couldn't ask for anything more. And so that's when I really started to understand more about scripture. I started to seek out more understanding of the gospel. Um, and that's when my life really, really started to change um, for a passion for, for sharing the gospel and becoming more of a, of a pastoral mindset um, in that sense. So that's where things really changed for me. And it was just a moment of worship where I realized that I'm not in control. And I think that's what worship, the key part of worship, it can look like too, is realizing that we're not in control of our situations and we can lift up whatever it is. We can pray, we can sing, we can praise God for what he's doing. We can pray about what's going on. We can thank him for everything that's been going on, what's happened in our lives. But also we have the opportunity to honor the one 
who gave his life for us above all else. If nothing else is going good, then we have the opportunity to honor the one and sing praises to the one who put his all for us when we were against him. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally remember um, that moment. And I remember you being super just angry at the world. Um, oh, yeah. You're like, all I want to do is be at this church now. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to, you, you had your motivation behind it was wrong. Mm. You wanted to prove everybody else wrong yeah. rather than just doing it to serve God. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I totally remember when I saw that flip because you you worshiped and you allowed God to take the reins on your life. So that, that was cool. That was a good Sunday morning. I remember that. That was fun. Um, But the next question, actually the last question, is how has worship helped you throughout your life? And that is a super in-depth question but we can we can go wherever we want with it so um i feel like a lot of it has already been said yeah with just the stories that we've already told but at its core value i feel like worship has just allowed me the biggest thing i see it as is, is, is it's been a release in my life mm-hmm. in those low moments it's really allowed me to allow that weight of the world i was feeling on my shoulders be lifted off yeah um and and now even in the good times, um, I could remember me thinking, why can't I just cry right now? You know, like, yeah. I just want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? God in that moment was showing me, you don't need to cry. There's not. You don't need to feel like your life is awful when you're worshiping. Yeah. Just worship me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It allows me to worship my Father and allows me to um, refocus my uh, my life on what's truly important and it's living for God and serving others. Um, so yeah, I think, I think worship is super important and it, in my life specifically, it's just allowed me to, well, release in times of, of low points and in good times, it's allowed me to refocus my life on what truly needs to be the, um, center. Um, and that's Jesus. So, yeah, I think a lot of it, um, in, at least in my life that I've noticed is like it just comes back to humility like it brings me um, to a place where I am low and Christ is higher you know what I mean and I think any moment that I get to lift Christ above myself because I don't live for myself I live for Christ it's no longer I who live but he who lives in me it's like the fact that I have the ability to live for Christ knowing what he's done for me it's like that's that's all I can do is want to worship and that's why uh, worship doesn't isn't, isn't just a song, isn't just in a moment of, of song, um, but it's every an everyday thing. You know what I mean? We we have acts of worship. Uh, we 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 worship God in everything that we do, um, and so you know that's why we always say that worship isn't just on a Wednesday night service. Uh, being a Christian isn't just on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning. It's it's an it's an everyday thing. It's a commitment, a lifelong commitment that you make uh, to Christ, and you know Christ, he his his commitment to us was his entire life, like his entire life that he lived, his 33 years of life that he lived on earth was, was for us. You know what I mean? That's just Jesus incarnate, right? But we have God, the father, uh, and Jesus, uh, living eternally. And, th- and at that point it's alpha and omega beginning and end. We have from the very beginning of creation, someone who was planning everything to redeem us, right? To rescue us. And so, um, when we worship we should have the same intention to respond in such a way where it's like, this is an everyday thing, not just singing, 
but everything that I do. And that becomes humbling. It becomes very humbling to know that I can go before God and sing to him and praise his name and praise him for all that he's done and all he's, he's going to do either through me or in my life. Um, and so that's something that we always get to have an opportunity for. And I, I honestly recommend to never um, miss that opportunity to worship, uh, even no matter how you feel, no matter what it feels like, um, always worship, always take advantage of that because that is something we get to do. And it's a privilege because we get to know about it. We get to hear about it. And there's a lot of people that don't even get that. So, right. Um, I think it's also important to note that, you know, Jesus, the King of Kings, Lord of the Lords came down to, to worship and serve others. You know, he, he, he worshiped. I, and, and I think it was awesome. The story that, um, they sang hymns. Yeah. Brought up in Matthew, right. Mm. Um, where he knew he was going to die the very next day, and he still decided to worship the Father. Crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But um, that's only one moment in yeah. his life. Mm-hmm. Throughout his whole life, he came down to serve others. He was a servant. And, and the fact that the King of Kings came down to do that, and we have the opportunity to do the same. Yeah. It, it's beyond me and it, and it's so like you said humbling and and it's so it's so awesome to see that we have the ability to be as um to be selfless and even just be a minuscule part of what jesus was and mm-hmm. to try to live up to that um through our worship and through our serving it's it's awesome to know um and it's a it's awesome to know that it's a privilege it's not something that we can take for granted you know, it, it might not be fun at all times, you know, but um, and sometimes we can think of it as a chore. But at the end of the day, it's given to us by God and it's a privilege yeah. to worship. Absolutely. Well, that was a good episode. I like talking about yeah. worship. I feel like we didn't talk about it enough. Yeah, I think in, you know, it just when it comes to worship, too, we automatically think singing, yeah. you know, and, and it's not necessarily just singing. Yes, it could be an act. Mm-hmm. of worship but worship is like you said a day-to-day thing it needs to be something that is constantly um weaving in and out of everything that we do yeah absolutely yeah well guys that was this week's episode of the rewind we hope you guys have enjoyed this one um dr pepper please sponsor us do not forget <laughs> that dp is still dp and worship is still worship um but thank you guys for joining us today it was a lot of fun to get to get back to doing the rewind we hope to see you guys again next week if you guys want to be on the rewind feel free to message us comment down below send an uh send a dm to av youth let us know if you want to be a part of this other than that though we'll catch you guys on the next one so later guys later guys bye